what's up good people how you guys doing today man it's a beautiful day this is fired up kc and we bring the best of the best in the house today and i got Susie kim in the house today man inspirational lady uh motivational Susie kim let them know where you at who is Susie kim let them know where <laughs> you from let them know where you where you at where i'm from Okay. Well, hi, I'm Susie. Thanks for having me, Dick. Thank you for coming through. Like, it's an honor to have you sitting right next to me. I, I was, it was first Wednesday when I saw you and I heard your story. I was like, you have to come to my show because you are inspirational and I want people to see what you got going on. So let them know. Let them know, know where you at. Well, it's an honor to be here. So, yeah, I'm a co-founder and CXO, X stands for experience at okay. Pluto Money. Okay. And we're a mobile app company that's building a financial wellness tool for Gen Z college okay. students. All right. Yeah, so we want to start with college and grow up with our users. Okay. But the thing is, we struggled a lot financially yeah. when me and my co-founders were in college. Oh, wow. We went to wow. UCLA, that's wow. where we met. and. We wanted to build something for college students, people yes. who are starting out with money management, exactly, yes. step-by-step guidance. So yes. that's what we're working on. Wow, um, okay. Yeah, we started as seniors in college, actually. Wow. And we've been working on this idea for about four years. We have a product launched on the Apple App Store. Oh, wow. And Whoa, <laughs> okay. Okay, Apple Store. Okay. Yes, Apple Store. Okay. Um, 38,000 users. Um, most wow. of them college students wow. and from 1,500 different colleges in the country. Wow. Whoa. 38,000 students. Whoa. <laughs> well, that's huge numbers. That is huge. How does that feel to actually have something that's actually becoming successful? How does that feel for you? Um, I'm not sure if I would call that successful. Yeah. But it is really humbling because mm-hmm. we started out building something that I would use to solve my problem. Exactly. And I just believe that, hey, when you're starting out, you got to start step by step exactly you can't yes. start looking at retirement or mortgage yeah you can't look at something 10 years down the lo- road you have to be motivated enough to take the step that's right in front of exactly. you wow and change your behavior one at a time so wow. um, it's humbling to learn that people wow. are finding that helpful exactly and be engaged with what we're working on constantly give us feedback and reaching out to us to see if they can join the team etc so that's that's awesome. Wow. We're learning a lot. Wow. Did you ever uh, imagine that this would, this would become this big? Did you ever imagine when you started? Did you know at some point? Um, to be honest, yeah. when we started, we wanted it to be really big. Okay. We're still okay. very far from that. Okay. Um, not in terms of numbers, but in terms of what we wanted to build. The impact, okay. Yeah, the impact. We didn't want it to be just a mobile app we didn't just want it to be a personal finance tool we were looking at something much larger and i can get a lot deeper into that but we learned that gen z that's your generation exactly most college students are in gen z right now ages 9 to 24 is up to something Mm. these guys are all about social impact exactly yes yes they became that way because they grew up watching their parents' generation yes. lose nearly half of their wealth during the Great Recession. Yes. They watched their older siblings, the millennials, get into huge student debt and credit card debt. Yes. And they also grew up surrounded by social media. Wow. All the news happening around them were closer to them. Mm-hmm. They were more emotional about it. And exactly. they also felt comfortable talking about that with people. Wow. So now they're like, okay. Something is wrong with the society. Something is wrong mm. with the world. And we got to be the ones to fix that. Wow. And we l- learned that while working on the app, because we were trying to understand who 
the college students are exactly. and who we're working for. Exactly. And we were like, this is something much larger than just fixing the finance problems. Yes. We're serving this generation to go out, be financially capable to make the mm. right decisions. Exactly. To be able to create the impact to build a better future that they wow. want to live in. Wow. So wow. That's, <laughs> That's huge. Like that is I feel like, man, it's it's so inspirational to hear you speak because, like, you have such a big vision. And it's not just you having a big vision. You are actually putting it to work. You know, that's that's the beauty of it. There's a lot of people who have, have dreams, but you see someone actually making it happen and it's actually working. You're like, man, it's, it's it, it could be done, right? Okay, so tell people, because um, your story went on hard in the first morning. I was like, man, you've been through a lot, but you've been persistent and you still made it to here today. So kind of backtrack and tell people how. How did Suzy Kim come about? What is your story? Who is Suzy Kim? Let people know. How much time do we have? We have about 40, 40 minutes. Okay. So yeah, just, I mean, 10, 10, let's say 10 minutes. You should be able to wrap it up. Just like a summary or maybe less. Yeah. So let's see. I was born in Korea. Okay. Raised in Saudi Arabia because of my dad's work. Okay. When I was in Saudi, I was also traveling a lot. And my dad was working on in an airline company. Okay. And because of that, we were given free tickets to travel anywhere in the world. We only wow. had to pay taxes. Wow. So Seoul to New York was, what, $12 per person. It was amazing. Wow. And wow. when you have that opportunity, you don't go to nearby countries. So wow. I was growing up in Asia, but I didn't have a chance to go to like Japan or China until yeah. pretty recently. Wow. When we were in Saudi, I got to visit most of Africa, Europe, yeah. and wow. it was eye-opening. And Dang. there were so many cultures, and I was too young to have any standard of what's right or what's wrong, like exactly. what inequality is. Yes. I just knew that everything looked so different everywhere I went. Wow. And wow. then I went back, and mm -hmm. I was placed back in a middle school in Korea. Yes. Now, one thing that made me realize that, oh, things are different in Korea, things were different in Saudi, was mm. that my dad was an athlete. Okay. And he loved playing basketball. He was a huge MJ fan. Wow. He kept wearing Bulls jersey everywhere. <laughs> and he wanted a son mm. to play sports with. Well, mm. he didn't get a son. He got me. I well, was the only child. Yeah, that's a blessing, man. Okay. And because of that, I grew up to be an athlete. Um, since age four, wow. he okay. kept taking me out to a park every evening. And he taught me how to shoot, dribble, pass. Wow. And... I loved playing sports with him. Wow. But then when I went to school, the mm. boys wouldn't let me play soccer because hey. I was a girl. Whoa. And I was like, wait a minute. You guys know that I'm better than you. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not going to let me play because I'm a girl. That's crazy. That's a, what? Yeah. So I was like, and then I started realizing all of the choices that I made up mm -hmm. to that point. Yes. That was kind of hindered by the society's idea of what I should do, what mm. I should act like. Wow. And I was like, why do we only have uniforms for girls that are skirts? Why am I not allowed to wear pants? Wow. My dream at the time when I grew up, when people asked me, I was like, I wanted to be the first lady of mm. Korea. Wow. And that's because I thought I was an ambitious kid. Mm. And I was like, okay, what is the highest position that a girl can get to? Wow. And wow. I was like, why wasn't it president? Mm. Why did it have to be first lady? Mm. And what else did I do that 
got hindered by what other people mm. said I should act like Actually, or yeah. do. Um, and I was 12 at the time. Wow. And I was like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so I told my parents, <laughs> I, I want to go to America. Mm. I had been here for summer camps because my aunt lives here. I was yeah. in Chicago. And I've seen girls play soccer here, and they were good. And wow. I was like, I want to go to Chicago, and I want to play soccer in school. Wow. And, of course, my parents were like, no, you're not going anywhere by yourself. Even they was Even they was $14? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Keep going. Um, yeah, and I went on a hunger strike for Whoa. two weeks. I was like... Dang. I would be up at 5.30 in the morning for two weeks. Um, I would get pots and pans and bang it, bang it in front of my parents' door wow. before they were up. And I would just be like, you guys need to send me to America so I have a better education, better opportunities. I don't want to be here anymore. Mm. Yeah. And my dad negotiated a deal with me. He was like, okay. if you can get in the top fifth percentile with your grades mm. at school for the upcoming midterm then you can go and I mean Asian public schools like your grades and ranks are all posted publicly wow. in ranks after your midterms and it's terrifying wow um, dang I, yeah yeah and that's <laughs> fifth that. percentile that's not where I was but wow. I got to studying I was like okay I'm gonna get this done I'm gonna go to America mm-hmm. I was really excited but that was 2002 wow. and 2002 was when korean world cup was happening yeah meaning everyone was super festive they were all dressed in red and they were all chanting yeah. in the streets we were doing well in the world cups so the whole country was partying for weeks at a time so, yeah Dang. and i didn't watch any of, any of the games all my friends were out celebrating wow and i dragged the dining table in front of the tv so i could like watch the game but also study at the same time and i was wow. like no one's studying right now so that's my chance like i'm gonna get to the top of percentile yeah. wow okay mindset yeah and after that i didn't get it um i was like seventh or something but okay. i i didn't meet the deal but my dad saw me trying and exactly. he was like all right i'm gonna send you for one year mm. exchange student public school then you gotta come back here and you go to high school here living under our roof yeah. and when you go to college you can apply to any of the colleges you want to you can go to any college you want to exactly. yeah yeah so and then it turned out that america had a age limit at the time for f- public school exchange students and oh i dang. didn't meet it because i was too young oh dang. so i was like all right canada wow. it is Wow. <laughs> Canada wow. had a weird lottery system. Mm-hmm. Um, you would send in an application, they would put you in lottery, and schools and host families that signed up would look at your application, pick you, and you got to go where you were picked. Okay. And my mom was like, well, what if you fall in the middle of nowhere country? <laughs> <laughs> so she got terrified, and Dang. we called the organization, and we were like, is there any way... We can be more specific with your with our choice. Exactly. And they were like, you can pay five thousand extra dollars, and you can pick a region, east oh, wow. coast, west coast, middle. So she paid five thousand extra dollars and picked east coast east because coast. there are larger cities, more larger cities well, in the okay, east coast. Okay. 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 Um, so <laughs> I did go to east coast, except it wasn't like 
Halifax or Toronto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was some kind of like underground place, okay? Right. (laughs) If you looked at the map of Canada, it's a rectangle, Mm -hmm. and then there's something sticking out on the right, and then there's a dot. (laughs) I was on the dot for a year. (laughs) Why did that happen? $5,000, you could get a dot? Like, what happened? What happened with that? I don't know. That's my life, right? (laughs) Okay. Um, Wow. I got placed in that public school, ninth grade. They didn't have a ESL program like for kids who didn't really speak English, for kids who were first timers in the country. I was placed in the regular ninth grade program without speaking English. Wow. Wow. That meant English in with biology, astronomy, math, like all of the classes that I had to take Mm. in a language that I didn't speak. But I had something to prove. I wanted to prove to my parents that I was going to do well here. Exactly. And I was so happy there. Like, I had a lot of friends. I was playing soccer. Okay. I was a soccer team captain for a while. Wow. Okay. at the end of the year, I got a gold medal from the school district for being placed top one percentile in the district with my grades. Wow. Um, Wow. So I tried really hard, and I was happy. And I was like, look, I was dangling that medal in front of my parents. Like, look, I got to stay here. I'm not going back. Wow. And long story short, I went to a private school in upstate New York. Okay. um, And right in between high school and college. So when I was applying to colleges, my dad wanted me to go to Emory in Atlanta Mm -hmm. because his company had a partnership with the school. The company would pay for 50% of the tuition of the scholarship. Okay. And... I got accepted, I committed to Emory, and rejected all of the other schools. And wow. between getting accepted, committing to the school, and moving there, my dad suddenly passed. I had two months with him. It was stage wow. four cancer. We had no idea. Dude. And my mom was suddenly a single mother, a wow. public school teacher, didn't have a lot of savings. Wow. And the company, of course, canceled on the scholarship. And that year, Emory was maybe one of the most expensive colleges in the United States next to NYU. Wow. So I I was like, maybe I should have given up. Mm. Maybe I should have done something differently. Mm. But I didn't know what to do. So Mm. I went to the school and I watched my mom sell the house that my dad built. Wow. And I was just like you know what, this is not worth it. I was watching her struggle financially Mm. and mentally and emotionally. And I was just like, I can't keep doing this. So I loved being in that school, but I packed up everything, quit college, went back to Korea with zero plans of how to continue education. And once I got back, I was living with my mom and I was working five part-time jobs, whatever job I could find that would pay a college dropout with zero experience wow and i was taking classes from three different schools two of them online to somehow like keep learning wow and after that year i convinced my mom to get into a business with me Mm -hmm. we took out a loan we bought a space that was going out of business the guy who had that space was a cafe owner okay and he was burnt out wow i was like i'm done with this i don't want to touch anything here I'm leaving all of the coffee equipment. So if you want to sell it, sell it. If you want to keep it, keep it. You can use it. Mm. And 
my plan for that space originally was to turn it into a ceramic studio because okay. my mom loved doing ceramics and mm. I wanted to find a retirement plan for her. Okay. And I was like, hey, we can make this studio. You can teach classes here. Exactly. That sounds nice. So we were going to do that. And suddenly we had all these coffee equipment and we were like, we like coffee. We'll learn how Let's to use it. learn how to it. use it and yeah. make coffee. Why not? So it was a ceramic studio slash coffee place wow. on the side. Mm. And then one thing led to another. I found a mentor who was one of the top baristas in Korea. Wow. She liked our ceramics. I liked her coffee skills. So she started teaching me how to roast coffee. Wow. And we were suppliers for their cafe's ceramics. Okay. And Dang. The roastery side started doing well. We flew to Japan, bought an old machine, and we started supplying that roasted beans to all of the cafes in the area. Wow. And next thing we knew, within a year, we were a franchise roastery business and ceramic studio. We had four locations in Seoul. What? And with that money, I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to America and continue my education now. Wow. So I transferred to UCLA in 2013. And by the time I got there, I had transferred through six different colleges. Whoa. Yeah. Dang. Whoa. Whoa. The journey, the struggle is real. Dang. Yeah. So when I got to UCLA, Mm. I think that was maybe the earliest days of Silicon Beach. Mm. Silicon Valley was already happening. And Silicon Beach was up and coming. And all the students at UCLA, USC started to hear about startups, mm. entrepreneurship, yeah, entrepreneurship, and yeah. it was the shiny new thing. Exactly. And there was there was a entrepreneurship co-ed fraternity on campus okay. um, called Sigma Eta Pi, and they were flyering to everyone on the campus, and one of the brothers came up to me, and they were like, if you like businesses, entrepreneurship, startups, you got to come check us out. And I was going to throw away the flyer, mm. but I looked at it, and I was like, business. I have a small business. I have a small business. I guess I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah, wow. So I went to meet the people. The people are awesome. Wow, okay. So I joined that group, and that's where I met my best friend. Okay, wow. And that's where I also learned a lot about startups. Okay. Um, and that year, when I c- came to UCLA, I was a junior, and I was studying art history and Italian. Okay. Um, the way I got to study art history is also a long story. So originally, um, when I was growing up, Korea, yeah. Saudi, um, like all of the cultural impact, I started wanting to do something about like traveling, like mm-hmm. all of those different cultures. Yes. And then my uncle at the time was a natural photographer, okay. and he was documenting disappearing minority cultures. He was constantly traveling like Tibetan Himalayan regions or some islands in Thailand or Brazil or North Korea. And I was like, you know what? Like, I wish I could be like him. I wish I could use creativity Mm. to create impact. Exactly. Yes. And I was like, what is the largest impact a individual can make? Mm. And I was like, I got to be a surgeon. I want to be a surgeon and I wanted to join a military and go to war zones and help fix people there. Wow. And my mom was like, 
no, you're not <laughs> going to be a surgeon. You're not joining the army. You're not going to any war zone. <laughs> and that that was understandable. That was something I really wanted to do, and yeah. we had a long feud about it. But exactly. I was like, I can understand how she would be worried about yes, me, yeah. and she doesn't want to lose another family member. Exactly. Yes. And she was like, "What about dental school?" You could be a dentist. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> not for me. No, no. Yeah. So um, I was like, well, if I'm not going to do that, that was my only passion at the time. Exactly. And if I'm not going to do that, I'm just going to find something that I just solely enjoy. Yes. Without thinking about career or future or money or anything. And that was art history for wow. me. Wow. And I was like, I'm going to study art and I'm going to move to Europe and I'm just going to keep enjoying art for the rest wow. of my life. So that's what I was doing at UCLA, studying art history in Italian. Yes. And then I figured out that there was a program that sent students to London to study art marketing for three months, okay. um, to Florence, Italy for nine months to study art and culture. And I was like, this is it. I'm going to take that program, go to Italy, find an internship there, yeah. quickly come back to graduate here, go back there, and I'm just going to find a full time and live there forever. Wow, okay. I felt like my life was laid out in front of me, and that yeah. was an awesome feeling. But then five days before the program started, I had a panic attack. Wow. I realized Whoa. that I was living through financial struggles all my life. Yes. And that was happening again. Like, what if I can't afford living in Europe for a year? What if I can't afford a program? Mm. Why are the dorms so expensive? And what if I can't come back and graduate mm. on time again? What if I get into another huge student debt? And and then I was like, well, how much do I actually have? And I had no idea. I had a checking account here. Yeah. And I was like, I have checking. What is savings? I don't know anything about credit. About, yeah. And I realized that I didn't know anything about money management. Mm. And with all that panic piling up in front of me, I, I just like gave up on the program. Mm. And that summer was a really low point for me because I felt like I had given up on yet another dream of mine exactly. for financial reasons again. Wow. And on top of that, I had nowhere to go. Mm. I was in LA in an empty apartment that I was supposed to vacate the next day. All my stuff was locked in a storage box. Wow. All my Whoa. friends were gone. <laughs> And Whoa. they all went home um, back to their family or they had an awesome internship lined up. And I was like, I don't know what to do. So I called my best friend, yeah. the said best friend from the entrepreneurship fraternity. Yes. And I was like, hey, what are you up to? And he was doing an internship at Expedia in Seattle. Oh, wow. Okay. I was like, can I come stay on your couch for a bit? Mm. And I flew to Seattle, stayed in his intern housing for the duration of the summer for three months. Wow. Um, and I was watching him make a ton of money as a tech intern and just blowing through it all. It all. He wow. was making like $30 an hour, wow. dropping 30 bucks on dinner every day because he was like, I'm going to make up this for this in an hour. Wow. And he was flying to Vegas, going to EDC. And after the summer, he didn't have a dime saved. Mm. Mm. And his mom was really angry. And we were like, yeah, like, why do we keep making bad choices with money? Why do we not know anything? And why are we so bad at it? Exactly. Wow. And we were that millennial Gen Z borderline generation. Yeah. And that's when media started picking up on it. They were like, you guys have no idea how to manage your money. You guys are a splurge generation. Exactly, yes. You guys don't care about the future. Mm -hmm. And then I started getting angry at that because 
no one taught us how to manage how to money. Ma- yeah, no one. Yeah, that's true. That is a f- that is a fact. That is a fact. Yeah, and I'm like, how are we supposed to know what to do? How are we supposed to graduate, start paying taxes, and mm. negotiate income and pay off our debt? No one taught us. Mm, yeah. And then I started looking for a lot of resources on our school campus, mm-hmm. on apps, websites. Wow. And I, f- I downloaded a lot of apps, and I, um, I started using a lot of banking apps as well. And then I realized that everything was so stressful to look at, mm. especially for people who are beginning exactly, yes. with their financial management. Because all you saw is all of your spending it's all blaring in red yes and everything was retroactive but nothing told me what to do about it to Mm. make it better wow so i met up with my best friend and initially our idea was there is so much data available out there Mm. you constantly hear about data breach Mm. and why isn't there something that knows us better than we do wow and they know that hey I know that you go to Starbucks every nine in the morning to buy a latte. I know you're walking to Starbucks right now, but you got to save up for next semester textbooks. Mm. Are you sure you want to buy that latte? Why can't it be something that knows me better than I do before I take an action instead of retroactively telling me, hey, you messed up, you suck, there's nothing you can do. So that was the initial idea of Pluto. Um, My so we started the company together. My okay. best friend is okay. currently my co-founder and our CEO, Tim. Okay. And he was studying cognitive science at UCLA, okay. behavior science, right? And we were like, finance is part of our lifestyle. Mm. Nobody kind of wants to think of it that way yeah. because finance is stressful yes. and it's boring. It's all numbers. Exactly. But it is part of our lifestyle. It's how we make our choices. Mm. So how do we build a better behavior around our finance exactly. to make small but better choices every day that builds up to something larger wow that's how pluto started and then we learned that um, now there was a huge new generation gen z wow. who had a completely different mindset and mm-hmm. behavior and needs around finances compared to gen z mm. and because of how gen z grew up they wanted better control better awareness with exactly. their finance they wanted to act on it early so average age of gen z students um, opening up their savings account is 13. wow and that's super early but that doesn't mean that there are resources built for them yeah there's nothing teaching them like okay now you have a savings account now like this is what you gotta do so that's what we're building um currently what pluto is is a mobile app that when you first download it the Mm -hmm. first thing you do is set a goal okay and We've asked a lot of college students, hey, what's your, what's your finance goal, like financial goal? And a <laughs> lot of people have no idea. I, I actually do not know what my financial goals are either. So it's 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 a it's a pretty normal thing for everyone not to be like, yeah, we, we don't know. We'll figure yeah, it out. But then think about it. Like, what are you saving up for? A lot of college students are either saving up for necessity. Like, can I pay up next semester's expenses? Mm-hmm. Can I buy a textbook? Can I buy a new laptop for my studies? Or it's something around experiences, right? Like, can I go to um, New York for a summer break with my friends? Or can I take a trip for a senior cruise? Can I go to this music festival that I really want to go to? So it's setting that goal. We guide you through that process. So all the goals are bucketed into three different buckets right now. So 
wish list is things you want to buy. Okay. Bucket list is experiences you want to pay for. Okay. And number three, three is adulting. You wow. gotta have emergency funding. Going you gotta up. pay off your student debt. Exactly. You gotta pay off your credit card debt. So that's adulting. Wow. So once you set your goal with like a visual image, yeah. We analyze your spending habits when you link your bank account. Mm-hmm. Um. So we can tell you things like, hey, you're spending X amount of dollars this week or this month or like on average mm. on Uber or wow. eating out or on coffee on bars or um, for education like buying textbooks exactly. so it's super um, college centric mm-hmm. all of the categories that we have are in like college lifestyle yes. like how much are you spending every month on partying wow, wow. Um, so we kind of make that trade-offs easy mm-hmm. and we do that by giving you actionable challenges okay. it's a gamified gamified actions that you can take okay. called challenges so it's like hey why don't you spend less money on uber this month and whatever you save can be moved into the goals you're saving for mm, so wow. right now you're starting out with that small trade-offs exactly. but by doing that you're being aware of what kind of transactions you're making yes. being aware of where your money is going exactly right so Wow. Once you start doing that and you're about to graduate, exactly. then your goals are going to naturally change into, okay, like, can I start building for my credit score? Yeah. How do I manage credit score? How do I start making larger purchases? And once you have a job, then how do I handle taxes? And once you're looking at starting a family, like, how mm. do I buy a house? And your goals are going to grow with you and it's going to evolve and our goal is to grow with you Mm. and be able to detect those goals when you need them and be able to provide financial services um, and features that helps you reach those goals faster wow so it's it's basically like a a financial advisor walking with you 24 hours of the day telling (laughs) you what to do right and how to do it right in a less creepy way in a less creepy way not like 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 scaring you all the time that is that is insane man you guys have heard that i told you guys that this story is inspiring like man i want to ask this is your mom's business still on right now or we stopped working on that uh two years ago two years now. ago okay yeah, well, how big did they get how big did they get how did when you left did they did they grow more or it was still a four franchises four franchises yeah wow we were generating about a million dollars in revenue every year what so it grew pretty big wow yeah. wow man i just like listening to your story it just what i see is you're always looking at the positive side you're always looking at how can we make it better and not saying man it's always me but then you are like uh, when you had the financial uh, struggle, you were like, I've been here before. Now, what can I do to not be here again? Right. And I think that's what most people miss. Uh, like young people, they're always like, man, I, it's just my life. There's nothing I can do about it. But for you, you're just like, this is a problem, but we can solve it. You know, do you think that having that mindset has helped you? How did you how did you get that mindset to start with? How do you get that mindset of being able to always see the positive and things and not always focusing on what's going wrong but how to fix it that's a good question (laughs) i don't know how i came about it but i knew that there were a lot of problems yes and there were problems in my life but also there were a lot of problems that i was seeing around me Mm. so i told you that i wanted to create impact through creativity exactly and that my uncle was a natural photographer so when i was in high school Every break, I would go back to Korea, okay. and I would find myself the most off-the-wall jobs I could find okay. um, that told me that 
through this job I could create some sort of impact. Wow. So one of them, I actually almost got arrested for this, and <laughs> I was <laughs> fighting for the rights of spoonbills. Spoon? What is that? Spoonbills. The bird swamp spoonbills. Oh, bird. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> because Hyundai was building um, ships. Oh, okay. And they were expanding into the swamp, and they were driving the spoonbills away from the swamp. And I learned about that, and I got really angry. Okay. And I went there to protest, and I like gathered some people who would join me into a rally, and like we were rallying and marching, in out of nowhere <laughs> swamp area in Korea. Um, I also joined my uncle's documentary production and helped him produce seven different documentaries on wow. different minority cultures. And what else did I do? I also um, started a education program for okay. rural villages in Korea for children who didn't have education opportunity. Okay. So over the summers, we would rent out school properties that wasn't being used, mm -hmm. bring those kids in and teach them about life and also like general exactly. education, like English and math and so I was doing a lot of weird things. Yeah, I mean, what I can hear is like you just had the hunger for doing more for the people. That's just what it was. Just like that hunger that says, I can do more for the people around me. That's what I want to do. It's not just about me. And I think that hunger is what we need in our generation, where people who are saying, we can do something, where it's yeah. not just being like, because, man, you saying that back in, uh, in Korea, they didn't let you play soccer. And you're like, why do people have to put me in this box of who I should be? Why mm -hmm. not be my own self? Right. And that's the mindset of an entrepreneur. You were an entrepreneur when you were like 13 without even <laughs> knowing it. And just keep growing and keep going brought you here today. Right. Um, going through your situations, uh, what do you think you would have not done? Like, do you think you would have changed anything? Because it seems like at, at some point, there's always something that stops you from getting to your dreams. Do you think those things went in line with your purpose? Or do you think it shifted with who you were supposed to be? Do you think it all worked together for you? Or... It was difficult yeah. getting here. Um, I wouldn't exactly say this was all by choice, right? Exactly. Like I had to give up on a lot. I was yeah. forced to give up on a lot by circumstances. And I just found myself at the next step yes. and tried to make sense out of it. Yes. Um, and when I was going through all this and also at the same time choosing to do a lot of weird things yeah. um, my best friend my childhood best friend snapped me down and she was really worried about me and she told me one thing hey like why can't you stick to one thing and mm. be good at it wow why can't you dig one well and dig it really deep why do you have to like keep hopping around and keep building like different holes everywhere wow. and it's not getting anywhere wow and that was kind of hurtful to me because I felt like I didn't have choice mm. and even if I had choice that wasn't who I am like mm. sticking to one thing and being good at it I didn't know why but I just have to keep doing different projects keep learning yeah. something different keep joining another team and when I started the company Pluto and when I told my best friend about it she was like I thought you were digging a lot of different holes but now mm. I can see that you were just digging a really wide well wow wow that is insp whoa that's inspiration wow yeah. wow so one thing i gotta tell all of the entrepreneurial students mm -hmm. and i get asked this questions a lot like when do you start how do you become an entrepreneur yes 
what led you to become an entrepreneur? My answer is I don't know. Mm. At every situation, circumstance that I was in, I was just looking for whatever opportunity that I had yes. that spoke to me the most, yes. went for it, and I was committed to that. Wow. Whatever organization I was in, I was 100% in. Mm. I made myself indispensable. I did three different internships to date um, when I was in college. Wow. And every one of those internships, I started at like a very small role, like to mm -hmm. marketing internship and figure out what you want to work on. Wow. And I would always come up with proposals. Like I would look at it from like very like higher level perspective exactly, and yes. go up to the CEO and I had the balls to say, I think you're doing your business wrong. Whoa. And I think this is the direction you got to go into. Dang. Your branding is all wrong. Your logo doesn't speak to your clients. So this is my proposal to turn things around. And if you want help, I can spearhead that. And I did that at wow. every company that I've worked for. Wow. So if you looked at my link and it's all like, started as an intern and after a month I was a director of something. Wow. I was a VP of something. I was wow. like head of something. Yes. So if you keep doing that, like I'm not saying that you always have to like be that rebel in exactly. any company, but you gotta know what you wanna work on. You gotta know what you're good at and mm. use that and make yourself indis indispensable. Wow. Irreplaceable at any organization. <laughs> and Ooh. the thing is if you keep doing that, yes for the whole process, you're never going to know if you're doing it right. Mm. Like, does this role actually help me grow? Yes. Is this the right path to take? Mm. You're not going to know, and that's the whole point of entrepreneurship, yes. is that you gotta have all of those life experiences, all of those weird skill sets that add up to mm. an entrepreneurship. Exactly. You gotta wear a lot of hats, you gotta have a lot of connections. Wow. So having that diverse experience builds you up to be something that no one can replace you with. Yeah. Wow. That is, that is motivation on its own. You should definitely do a motivational speech <laughs> one time, cause that's that's inspiring. Cause Thank you know, you. now entrepreneurship is this fancy word. Everyone, I want to be an entrepreneur, cause it sounds cool. But what they forget is entrepreneurship is just doing it. It starts with just doing it where you are. Yeah. They want to have everyone wants to be that one big person, but people who see you now where you are and didn't know what you had to go through like the struggle for being to get to where you are today. And that's what people do not see. They always see uh, the one day success. They say, oh, you just came up one day and made it. No, you've been working for 10 years of your life and now it's all coming together. Right. Like digging that big well without knowing you're digging a big well. And I think that's what I'm trying to let people understand. Younger people, older people, whatever age you are, it all comes together. You know, yeah. it, it doesn't it doesn't start one day. It's uh, uh, I think, uh, do you know who John Maxwell is? I don't. He has this rule. He calls it the five rule. Um, and he basically says that if you have a tree in your house, on your like in your apartment or like whatever tree you have, and you want to cut it down, mm -hmm. say you go every single day, you take five slashes at that tree, just five slashes every day. Mm -hmm. Let's say in two months, what will happen? That tree would eventually fall. Right. But the day it falls, people are going to be like, man, that happened overnight. But you've been working for the past two months, just every day. Right. And he says that people underestimate what they can do in a in a day no no they underestimate what it can do in a lifetime and they overestimate what it can do in a day right because they want to get everything done in one day yeah but if you can do one slash at a time and big big that like big that that wide well everything comes together yeah you know and i just i love your story because it, it just says someone who just wants to give 
where it's not just taken. Because a lot of people just want to get a job and just get paid an hour. But the truth is this, is $20, $20 worth your hour? How much is your hour worth? Because people never think that. They think $50 is worth my hour. How much is your hour worth? Um, I heard this story the other day. It was uh, so he was like uh, this this man. He was like I think he he was working with like a real estate company, and he had a kid. And every time the kid would be like, Dad, can we go play basketball? And the, and Dad was like, No, I'm busy. Mm-hmm. And the kid was like, But Dad, why why can't you just play basketball with me? He says, I I earn seventy dollars an hour to keep money like keep food in this house. Mm-hmm. And the kid went away for about two weeks or three weeks. He came back to his dad. He said, Dad, I worked so hard and I saved up fifty dollars. Can you give me 30 minutes of your time? Mm, yeah. Is that worth your time? So people don't see what the value of time is. They think right. it's just all about getting clocking in and clocking out. Yeah. What are you bringing to the table? Is it just taking, 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 or are you bringing yourself to the table? So, but that's just by the way. Because I just love when, when you talk, it's just like, it, you know, it, it, it makes me understand that this thing is a process. It doesn't happen in a day. Because while you were going through it, you never knew it would become what you have today, right? Yeah. It's just a lesson every single step of the way, right? So... What, what would you say, I mean, I know you touched upon this, but what would you say is one thing that you learned from your struggles? What, what is the one thing that you learned through all the things you've been through and coming here today? What is one thing you think um, you've learned that has helped you so much? Asking for help. Asking for help, yes. Mentorship. Yes. Um, one thing I started noticing is that mentorship comes in a very difficult way because no one reaches out to you. Mm providing mentorship they mm. don't offer you things so you gotta go find it yourself and exactly. the earlier you can find it the better mm. um when you're a student in college finding mentorship is a lot easier because a lot more people who are in the professional field will be willing to help you more exactly. if you're in school exactly yes but another thing is that there's a thing called affinity bias mm. so people normally like other people that resemble them exactly yeah that's true and the thing is um with all the gender inequality that's happening in corporate america Mm. there are a lot of white males Mm. in executive positions okay and they naturally choose other white males to mentor okay so i want people to be aware of that affinity bias yes and i want professionals to be aware and reach out to people that don't resemble themselves to mentor offer mentorship and if you're a student or if you're just starting out in your career mm-hmm. and you're looking for mentorship, then reach out to people that are different from you. Exactly. Ask for their perspective. Ask for diverse ideas and opinions. Mm. And for people in minority, whether you're a person of color like exactly. us or women or student or um, first-generation student, you got to reach out and you got to keep exactly. asking for help. Yes. And the worst thing that'll happen is no. you got to know, right? Yes. Yes. Um, one thing that I've learned while launching the company was that I've gotten a lot of help mm. and I didn't always ask for it. But whenever I asked for it, I got more than what I asked for. Wow. People are surprisingly willing to give. Mm. And there are a lot that you can learn from from basically anyone else exactly, that's yes. walking past you so wow be open and be inclusive to all the different ideas be ready to learn exactly be eager to learn but if you want to learn you gotta reach out and ask for help wow yeah you guys heard it all so 
Listen closely and pay attention. Okay, what is five things that people do not know about you? Five is it? You have five things or three things? Can Let's you do say it? three. That's your three three things. Okay. Yeah. I was a motorcyclist. Okay. So I had five street bikes. Okay. Um, and number two. Oh wow. Um, I guess I was a speed maniac. Um, I wow. am a licensed marshal for Formula One racing. What? So I worked on a Red Bull team with the legendary Sebastian Vettel once. What? <laughs> Whoa. That was awesome. So you have a need for speed. I do. <laughs> I love that game. That was my go-to in high school. Oh, what? Dang. Um, and number three, I was once detained in North Korea. I somehow made it out. Whoa. I was, uh, I think... 10 years old. Dang. Yeah. Wow. That is, I don't know what that was like. I've been, I've been kidnapped once, but that's back in Africa. But I don't know what. What? Yeah. That's a whole, that's a whole long story. I, I think it's a whole long story that goes way back, but it's, it's a long, it's, it's a long right, story. You're going to tell me that story. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll say, they don't need to know about it. It's going to be, yeah. They just, yeah. They don't need to, if they want to know about it, they can hit me up. But anyways, yeah. but that's crazy. That is crazy, man. Well, um, we are almost at the end of the show, but I just want to say, Thank you for coming through. Thank you for sharing your story because I think um, our generation needs to hear your story and needs to see what you're doing so that way they know they can become what they want to be if you're able to envision it and work towards it, right? So I'm I'm honored to have you on this show. Like, thank you for coming through the support. Um, is there anywhere, any platform that they can catch you at or um, pop the your uh, app? Is an app on, mm-hmm. on Apple? Um, yeah. Where, Apple where, where can store. they get you at? Yes. Um, so yeah, for the app, you can find it on the app store, okay. Pluto Money, or you can look at our website, it's okay. PlutoMoney.app. Okay. If you're looking for mentorship okay. or are asking for help, you can reach me on LinkedIn. Okay. Susie Kim, Pluto Money, I'm pretty easy to find, or drop me an email at Susie at PlutoMoney.app. Okay. We are actually looking for a growth manager intern who's okay. a current college student, okay. um, junior or senior who's going to work on our growth marketing and managing ambassador team. Okay. Um, so we're always kind of looking for college students to come join the team. So if you have that skill set and drive, come through. Hit us up. Well, yeah. you guys heard it all. Um, so I'm going to put that in the description so you guys can actually uh, link up with her and get to know if you want an internship, this is the place for you. Um, well, we're going to end the show now. But, man, thank you guys for tuning in today. Uh, you already know, it's Fight Up KC. Always pursue your purpose and never give up on yourself. All right, I'll see you guys next time, but bye-bye for now. Ciao.